Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential, where you know all this month we are talking about how we are starting anew in 2021, but we are all going to remain flexible because we can all have the best plans we want. And sometimes life gives us a curveball that none of us expected. And my guest today, when you hear a little bit about his background, I think this is going to be perfectly timed for this segment for a couple of reasons. And you'll know exactly why, as I tell you a little bit about him. So Nick Jankla is a thought leader who whose ideas, tools, research, all together are designed to take the pain out of transformation. You guys all know that I talk a lot about that, that sometimes changing hurts. <laughs> but he wants to help take a little of that pain out, blast through barriers that block creativity and innovation, and unleash conscious changes, not only in leadership, but also in life, and bring less suffering and more thriving into everything that we touch. And that's really incredible. But here's what I really love. He is the co-founder of the trailblazing leadership and personal development company, Switch On. And I know I want to talk a lot about this. And he's the chief architect of this rigorous methodology and philosophy for trans transformation. He calls it the switch on way. And he has, uh, not only has this, this is a great blend of neuroscience, as well as timeless wisdom from great traditions, but he's used it in companies that we all know and understand to be trail, trailblazers themselves, such as Novartis, Nike, and number 10 Downing Street. He also hosts his own show on BBC. I can't wait to ask some questions about that. So Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Let's get shocking. It, I, you know what? I should, that should be my line. Let's get shocking. All right, there, I got something new. You already helped me. You've, you've already transformed my business today. <laughs> Nick, I love reading people's bios because there's always those little pearls in there that, you know, make you want to know more. But I also like to give my guests the opportunity to tell us in their own words. So tell us a little bit about you, your business, and how you help people to shock their potential. Oh, yeah, great. Um, well, I noticed that our company is called Switch On, um, and uh, you're shocking people's potential. There's a little electrical uh, overlap there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, we, we as a business um, try and help people, um, teach them how to switch themselves on, um, as in move out of being reactive, being um, defensive, um, being unconscious, trying to just get by. Um, and open up to what's possible in every moment, um, which is usually a lot more than we allow. Um, and it's that allowing mm -hmm. that we call switching on is that allowing of the, the electricity in every moment, the potential of every moment, um, if we're alive to it. But usually we're too tired or can't be bothered or having some negative thoughts, some negative emotions, that kind of stuff. So we work across the gamut. So sometimes we're talking to senior leaders, um, working with them. Sometimes we're working with sales professionals, um, right through to individuals who choose to work with us for their own development, their own growth, 
I love it. And, you know, um, as you were talking, I was thinking about how there are a lot of people that I, as I'm interacting with them, you can always tell who gets stuck in those mindsets, those, those elements of I can't because, or yeah, I want to, but, you know, so, you know, you talked about, you know, moving from what's being reactive to what's possible and, and getting past some of those barriers. And I know that that I always talk about that with people as, you know, reflection. Are you looking in the mirror? Are you really looking honestly at yourself? And then with what you're seeing, what are you doing to change that? Or, you know, um, but it sounds to me like you even take that on a whole, in other levels, in other layers, you know, talking about the neuroscience behind us, what gets us stuck in the first place? How do we switch that on when we've maybe not switched, we've maybe never flipped that switch before? <laughs> Yeah, there's there's kind of like a mini switch and a, ma switch and a ma mega, switch. mega switch. So the mini switch is, mini you know, switches, like you know, this morning for me, I woke up, I woke up had a great sleep, took my kid to the bus. Um, I was kind of a bit sort of not really feeling on fire today. Um, so I did a practice, one of the things we teach, uh, actually called Reflect to Connect. Um, and... Um, about my business I go so that's kind of like the micro the micro switches of just feeling a bit blah a bit tired a bit you know I'm on repeat and then there is a big a bigger sort of mega switch which is kind of waking up waking up to what's possible in life um, and our work helps people do the small switches but really until we do the mega switch and know how to get back to that place of possibility the space of possibility the art of possibility then the smaller switches are unduly hard and difficult and then we had to usually have to sort of mind our way to them force them to happen and in our workshops we often talk about the movie american beauty american beauty the annette bending is looking in the mirror and she kind of talk herself into being a realtor and we can't i love that scene yeah it has a limited, it has a limited, uh, what's the word? Limited, uh, what's the power. limited power. Right. Just re-speaking re over our negative, negative thought. And the, the royal road the to transformation, royal road is, transformation is actually the emotional layer. The emotional layer. I'm trying to get trying shifting to get the emotional state, the, emotional moods, state, we're the moods we're in. Mm -hmm. That's a more effective way, but it takes longer. And, and it is important and it's hard. So you're right. And when you're talking about that from American Beauty, I was also thinking there's a, an old Saturday Night Live skit where one of the characters is looking in the mirror and he says, I like you. You're fantastic. You are amazing. And it's so, you know, I mean, that was kind of the time in the 70s, you know, and just talk yourself into the next level. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that mindset really has, a, you know, plays a role in that and, and it can help, but it doesn't, it doesn't get you all the way there. I was also thinking about you, you know, sharing that with me this morning, which I appreciate. I understand, you know, that time where you're like, wait, I, I have things to do, but I'm not quite where I need to be. And so I do a um, guided hypnosis meditation uh, by Glenn Harold, who is, you know, I, I listen to his stuff all the time. And that's really helped me to reset a lot of things in my life. But I listen to this one, I'll do it in the middle of the day if I'm, you know, if my energy wanes, and it's called raise your energy. And, you know, put you into a little light trance, you know, so you get a little, <laughs> get a little nap in there too. <laughs> but it's all about kind of boosting your energy. And it's always amazing to me when I come out of that, that I'm like, okay, now my head's in a better space. 
I've cleared out some of the cobwebs. Now, what am I going to do with this? And if, if even that doesn't work, then I'm like, I'm done for the day. I'm going to cancel everything <laughs> because I'm not going to get things done to the level I want them to if I can't get it after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I, so I did a little practice this morning. I realized I hadn't tended my own garden. Um, I'd had some, um, intense news yesterday business news mm -hmm. and i haven't had time to reflect on it and process it and um, one of the things we teach is you can't get to the next thing until you've processed the last thing or you're just running on inefficient uh inefficient engine and so though it yes. took me almost an hour to do the process and i had a little sleep as well and probably a 10 minute sleep in the middle of it um mm -hmm. once i'd done that hour i'm actually now an effective person today you know I'm at, you know and i, I you can't it's particularly uh, the American mindset is is to maximize every hour, you know, every, pack it full and <laughs> 10 hour days and optimize up the wazoo. And one of the great learnings you, in transformation is you have to release to receive the next shock, the next update, the next load, yeah. the next upgrade, the next insight. And you've got to learn that. And, and until you are, allow yourself permission to take that moment, yeah. It had to be an hour every day. I wouldn't probably do every day an hour, but once a week, once a month, 10 minutes. Um, and it's, and I, and I can explain the brain's chemistry behind it, but there is very much um, research that can't override your brain networks. And the mode you're in. And there is a mode that I call create and connect mode. Create and connect mode. Which is empathy, empathy, insight, story, thing to people, thing to people, and then imagination flows. Imagination flows. That's a different brain network. Different brain network. What we call control and protect mode. Control and protect mode. Getting stuff done. About getting stuff done. Right. They're both beautiful and they're both perfect. And they're both perfect. But you can't expect you can't get stuff done mode. Get stuff done mode. Imaginative vision, insight, vision, insight, power, the future. Likewise, it's true. You and you can't create 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 mode to get anything done. Right. And, you know, I think that um, I, I love that. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that has been really interesting to me to see the world um, begin to work so much more remotely. And I've, I've worked remotely for a long time. I mean, I've, I've traveled a lot. So I, I always say, I, you know, work from Starbucks and Marriott hotels and Delta planes. Um, but you know, this time has changed. And my entire team, my entire support team is remote. They are all in Kenya. And the interesting thing about that is, you know, we have many hours time difference. We've got, you know, different backgrounds. We've got all these different challenges, but, um, but we continue to overcome them because we keep talking. And one of the questions that I keep asking them um, to continue to have them reflect is when are you most effective? Like how in your day, what, what do you do in your day? Because most of the things they do for me are project-based. So there's not like you need to be here at this time. It's we need to get this done by this day. And I really want them to embrace this concept that if you work better way at night, then work at night. If you work better a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the afternoon, then work that way. And I think there's this great opportunity that, you know, as we're looking at the world changing, because many people are not going to go back to traditional office spaces or go back the way they were at least for a long time. So why not learn when and how we work best and capitalize on it and then be able to talk about it and see what we gain from that? Because to your point, you know, when you just say, oh, I've got to put in 10 hours today and I'm just going to power through it, you can't bring all of yourself to that. And you can't do that every day without a breakdown somehow. And yeah. I, 
So it's just my belief we can take some greatness out of this if we look for it. If you want that spark of fire, which is the stuff that gets me booked for keynotes, it's the stuff that gets me, you know, the best things in, in my career. I have learned I have to nurture the fire. And that means not doing 10, day, 10 hours every day. It means finding my sweet spot. It means spending time with my kids. It means almost never working at the weekends, much as I'd love to get a little bit of a book done or move something forward in the quiet of a Saturday. Um, I, did, I had a burnout and um, it was ugly. It took a long time to heal from. It wasn't something that could, it wasn't like two weeks off and I was back. It was like a long drawn out experience, which I don't ever want to have again. And um, we also have a project team all over the world, different people doing different things. And it's giving people the freedom, giving yourself the freedom to say, you know what, today, so one of the things like my, my little things I do to remind myself that I'm, on, I'm an entrepreneur, remind myself that I can do what I want as long as I get my projects done, is I go to the movies during the day, during the weekday, which is like for me, like, oh, really? so naughty. Um, and I, uh, I remember doing it once when I used to work in advertising. I crept out of the ad agency and went down into uh, near Oxford Street in London and watched a, a new movie and came back and no one knew. And uh, um, but I was nailing it, right? But I was nailing it. I still do that. Obviously not in the middle of a pandemic. Not in the middle of a pandemic. Movie going going on for me. But it's important. Um, so, but what I do now is I go and cycle on the mountains near us. Something that's something that's just. Unashamedly, unashamedly investing in me. Yeah. Yeah. And not, and not being ashamed of it and understanding that I love nurture the fire. I think sometimes people think they just got to continue to fuel the fire, but you have to nurture it because sometimes it's blazing and it's too big and it needs to be controlled a little. And sometimes it's too little and you got to bring up the energy with it again. Well, that blaze often is the hyperactivity hyperactivity of, of, adrenaline and dopamine and all things and it's great one of the things i i try and teach people is sometimes there's a, you have to double down put your foot to the metal and you might have to do a weekend pull a weekend just that's the way life is and you need to be able to have that capacity to, to speed up and nail it but that can't be the daily grind um, no you will yeah you'll burn yeah, out you can't do it and, and an enlightened boss would now say you know what you pulled in a weaker on that pitch or you nailed that thing whatever take today off you know, monday tuesday whatever it is take today off you, you you know you don't you can't just keep going um, right and that's one of the things that this new way of working is allowing us is to monitor that ourselves and know when what in your you know as you said the fire and now moving metaphors into those um, spark plugs in the car what creates the ideal conditions for my spark when i need it when I need it. So right. if I do two or three so keynotes a week, which is what I was doing before the pandemic, before the pandemic I need to take downtime between them, even if it's yes. watching movies on an airplane. Otherwise, I can't be there the next day. And even people say, well, say yep. an hour keynote. And I'm like, yeah, that hour is taking me my oh. whole life to prepare. <laughs> it yes. takes me my whole week to get the mojo, to get a thousand people in the room going, bang, I feel possibility, I feel love, I feel alive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're exhausting. I always feel like, you know, when I'm done with a keynote um, or a larger workshop that, or I'm, or I'm doing a live TV thing, you know, that might yeah. even be five minutes and I get done and I'm like, Oh my God, 
<laughs> I, just, I just deflate and I love it. I'm high. You know, those things yeah. make me high. That's, that's yeah. my, that's the only high I've, I've ever had. Yeah. Um, and it's a great high, but boy, when that high, you know, totally. the, all the endorphins start to go away, you're like, oh, I need a nap. <laughs> it could be five minutes. It could be hours. For me, it doesn't really matter. I'm the same. It's just like, if I give my full self and I open up my channel to the fire and I let the fire out, um, then yeah. I need to take care of the, the kindling. We hope that you are enjoying this episode of Shock Your Potential. We're going to take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. Well, Nick, one of the things, you know, this whole theme this month, and the, the reason that I really wanted to tackle this is that, you know, from all the people that I talked to all of last year, everybody had high hopes for 2020. <laughs> and, you know, there were all these, you know, big things going on in people's and, and with my business, it was the turning point of, you know, of my company um, with in terms of my calendar and keynotes and all those those elements. And, you know, so you're, you start off with all this greatness, all these great ideas, all this great energy and passion, and then something, you know, just threw us all for a loop. So one of the things that I'm trying to keep myself in the mindset is of this year is how do you or how do you keep yourself nimble? How do you keep your brain flexible enough that if something else happens, you don't feel like everything is dropped out, everything is over, you know, that we can say, okay, well, that sucked. <laughs> now, where do we go from here? Because I'm just going to take a detour. So, you know, do you have any tips to help people maintain that flexibility in their mind and in their emotions? I do, lots. Um, I, but one thing I, I want to... There's, there's kind of quick fixes and there's the deep, deep, deep building of resilience mm -hmm. of people sort of call anti-fragility, bounce back ability, um, embracing chaos, embracing certainty and learning that that's actually joyful. Um, and, but not getting high on it either, because if you get high on the, on the chaos, then you create chaos. And yeah, I've been known to do that chaos in my previous, yeah, I'm a previous incarnations, yeah. you know, my archetype in the leadership work that we do, my archetype is the sort of maverick innovator. And that was great because I ran an innovation consultancy. So bring on you, be a maverick. Um, but now I run leadership development programs and personal development programs. And there's still a little fire of the maverick in my work, but I can't create chaos. I can't create it for other people. It doesn't work anymore. So for me, behavioral agility or, or nimbleness, which I love that word you used, is pretty much always reliant on an emotional liquidity. Um, which means expanding our range of emotions, being able to name emotions. Scientists call emotional granularity. Scientists call emotional granularity. Emotional, a wide emotional palette, and then of course being able to shift emotions. And then of course being able to shift emotions. And moving out of frustration, rage, outrage. Unfortunately, we live in a world where rage is being rage is a good business model. Rage is a good business model. Yeah. 
Yeah. Facebook optimizes for rage. Optimizes politicians for rage. optimize for outrage. Politicians optimize for um, outrage. Outrage yes. is a very corrosive. Um, outrage is a very corrosive in our, in our bodies. And so, yeah. um, in my new book, I talk about eight. In my new book, I talk about eight of, resilience, of, of, of nimbleness, of, of agility. Uh, and four of them are very. Four of them are very physiological. Physiological and things like sleep things hygiene. Like sleep hygiene. Um, which means going to bed. Um, which means going to bed. Roughly the same time. Roughly the having same time, a nurturing space. Um, then there's another one around. Um, then there's another one around. Sort of nutrition and, and maximizing. And maximizing. Highly potent nutrients, alive foods, alive food. I don't have any mm -hmm. sort of raw, I don't have any sort of raw or anything specific. So those are kind of like the four <laughs> basics. Kind of like Take the care of your this vehicle. Of your, this You've got vehicle. one vehicle. Yes. You're never going to get another one. Um, and just like a car, um, like if you don't car, treat it well, it doesn't treat you well, and it will break down and stop and start and stop and stop. So the four basics are the physiology and the advanced the psychology. And yes, our narrative, yes, our stories, our narrative, need, to our stories need to be tended. Emotions need to be tended. Need to be tended. I guess probably the one thing, probably the one don't, thing do already, don't do it already, if you're listening, um, find um, what we call in our work a reconnection, our work, a reconnection practice. Hmm. So you might try different ones, different try different ones. Hypnotherapy is one. Meditation is one. Tai Chi is one. Qigong. Walking in nature. Singing. Releasing sound. Releasing sound. The key is, does it reconnect you to yourself? Do you feel at home? With home. Which is yeah. an interesting question. Interesting and then does it connect you to others slash the world, slash the universe, depending, depending on your philosophical views? Philosophical views. Um, mm -hmm. um, we use that word specifically, use that word specifically reconnection practice. Reconnection practice. My tip would be, it would be just follow just what you're curious about. What you're curious about. Now. So ah, you I love it. And 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 cool. Cool. Or have you um, heard about meditation? meditation. Um, and you can change these things because they're all about accessing the same place. Inside yourself, the spaciousness. Spaciousness. Yes. You want to access space within. Access that's, space where within. that's where the nimbleness comes from. comes from. Yeah, and I think it's. I, I have been practicing meditation now for about seven years, maybe eight, um, and I. I'm very passionate about it because it was a huge turning point for me um, because I, like you, uh, I could get completely overwhelmed with work and not see anything else on the side. I've had a couple different burnouts, uh, two that led me to the ER with chest pains. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and so at some point in time, you know, and it wasn't a heart attack, but my docs, you know, would say, you know, your stress is inflaming the inner wall of your chest cavity. That's not good that's going to cause some problems. And it still took me probably another 10 years after that last big scare to say, okay, I am not doing this right. And so as I started to practice, it really helped me to find that space. So I always talk about I'm getting better headspace. And there are times when I have to say, my head is not in the right space. I need to go do something. I cannot just barrel through this and try and get through. So sometimes I might have to cancel podcast appearances. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I say I'm Me walking too. away and I'm going to go take a run. I'm going to do a walk. I'm going to do whatever. But it's one thing that I think for me when, um, when the COVID lockdown happened last year is that first I had a pity party, you know, I felt really bad for myself, like everybody else, well, you know, as you see things going had, out of your calendar. had a great one. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And I was like, no. Brilliant. And then I sat there and I felt like, you know, I'm going to sit in a corner and suck my thumb and I'm going to do it for, you know, a day or two because 
I want to. I want to feel bad for myself, but I'm not going to stay there. But I'm going to let myself have this pity party. And then when it's done, I'm going to kick myself in the pants again. And it was funny because I came out of it and I went, okay, Sherlock, which is whenever I call myself Sherlock, you know, I'm, <laughs> I've got something big to say. I'm like, Sherlock, yeah. you got stuff to do. I'm going to use a different word than stuff. I'm like, you got stuff to do. Get it done. You have an opportunity now. And it really changed my perspective. And it was really fun. And, and as I've gone through, as I went through all the rest of 2020, it was really about all right, what are you going to do with this opportunity that's in front of you? And if this would have happened five years ago, seven, you know, I mean, even two years into my meditation practice, if this would have happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I'd be still sucking my thumb. <laughs> it's so, I mean, it, the, the importance of some kind of reconnection practice cannot be overemphasized. And it doesn't have to, if you, it doesn't have to be a meditation, if it doesn't, that doesn't feel your thing, but it has right. to be meditative. Mm -hmm. um, uh, although there is also a, another form of reconnection, what we call ecstatic practice, which is kind of like heat. So meditation is kind of cool, cools down your mind and opens up like a lake of blue possibility. But there's another type of practice that you think of like a fire and it burns away your worries. Um, and it could be frenetic dancing, it could be um, running really fast and just, you know, yelling. It doesn't really matter, but the value of giving yourself that inner spaciousness, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 for me, it's, it's kind of life or death. It's kind of certainly it's possibility or, or pain. Um, which, which I think, as you say, you know, I think it, I was a medic originally. I think it then converts to life or death. Literally, stress kills. Yeah, absolutely. It kills hopes. It kills dreams, and it kills people. I think I put in my book recently. Eight out of ten general practitioners stress and its impact. Stress and its impact. Yep, I'm not surprised at all. That's a lot. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me, and and that's sad that it doesn't surprise me. You know, that tells us something. And I love, I, I love I the concept because the, you were, I actually think that the, so the, the no, speed go ahead. of the way the world works, the the world works. particularly in America, um, America, where I've lived and worked, lived and worked. just the speed of it is itself traumatizing. No, no other trauma needed. Just the speed, yeah. the pace, the demands, the ROIs, the KPIs, the results. It just, uh, and I'm, when you said you had a pity party, my language for that, a bit more um, caring for you is if you grieving. You were grieving for a lost opportunity, lost, a lost world. Yes. I spent a few yes. weeks. Yes. I was like, wow, that was one trajectory. Um, yeah. This is different. The world's changed. There's pain. There's possibility. And that grieving process when we lose something. Yeah. Um, and that grieving process when we lose something. Again, it has to occur. It's important. You can either let it occur or it will make it self occur for you. Which looks, like burnout, mm -hmm. breakdown, which looks like burnout, breakdown, a life in failure, life in failure. Yeah. And I like how you said, you know, um, go with what, what is you're curious about. So, you know, one of the things that I needed to do that really worked for me was going in, you know, that cool down, the meditation, the reflection, the walks. Mm -hmm. um, but I also need at times the, you know, the yelling, the screaming, the pillow punching, the hard run. <laughs> I don't need that as often because I've, I've done that in different parts and, and yeah. it didn't always, it didn't always heal what the issue was. So going down and cooling has really been what has balanced me. And my husband and I always talk about trying to live a drama free life. Mm -hmm. And, and for the most part we do, but the person that I was 15 years ago was drama all the time. Drama and, you know, and I, 
Me too. Oh, I was I was addicted to it. Yeah, like you said before, you know, and it's, that was so fun. I, you know, oh, I think it's yeah. fun anyway. You're like, it's oh my God. Like, I'm alive with the drama of my own life. It's so great. I'm, like, I'm going to complain about it as I don't well because that. that's even more drama. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. That's yeah. not good for me. But I think everybody has to, if they recognize um, what suits them and what heals them, then they get in touch with that that part of themselves better. I love that. Yeah, I mean, my just, goodness, you just, Nick, you have. Yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> oh, go in ahead. Ayurvedic medicine, in Indian, Indian, Indian medicine, there are three different sort of temperatures of people, if you like. It's not quite that. But, and if you are a hot person, a fiery person, then you probably need more blue, quiet, spaciousness, um, because you're already quite hyper. Your system is probably hyper aroused more. But some people have learnt to hypo arouse and become quite low and quite seem quite settled and calm but actually inside it's all fear and pain so you might need more fire right now so you have to find whatever is right now for you and you might not do it for more than a few months and you might you know what i need to cool down a bit i need to go and and then i like you i think like you and i we i i use the tool for the moment yeah. If I'm feeling a lowering of my energy, I might go and do some fire stuff. If I'm feeling a firing, I'll do some cooler stuff. And, and I make my way through life in a very responsive, agile way. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I know we're running near the end, but I just thought I'd share one funny story because all of the different things that pop into my head as I'm listening to things you're saying is I used to have a job long ago where I drove a lot. I had to drive all through the state of Montana uh, once a month and I would be gone for, it would take me a week and I was on the road and I'd mm-hmm. go do my meetings and go to the next place. And it was just exhausting, but I would play um, CDs of my you know favorite bands, whatever, nonstop and sing at the top of my lungs so for every, and I love to sing. And so every day for a week, a month, I was like probably seven hours a day, I'm singing. <laughs> and I miss that. <laughs> I love that Im- image. I got you on the highway, pounding the miles. I know, I'm driving by Antelope going, hey, you know. <laughs> nobody around, nobody cared. I didn't care if somebody saw me as I drove by. I'm like, I'm having fun. And I miss that. So I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, you got to get on the road. Road trip. I know. I got to get on the road. I know. <laughs> we all, Nick, this is fantastic. <laughs> you have so much valuable information. I know we'll have all your contact information on the show notes, but in case somebody's listening right now and they just need to type you in and find you to get a hold of all the great things that you do, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, the sort of mother load is website switchonnow.com. Loads of stuff there. You can sign up to all the social. Um, but the moment I'm particularly enjoying Instagram um, and it's switch on now. Um, and I'm getting into Instagram uh, as a sort of direct passage of thoughts and feelings um, of what we're doing. So those are probably the best two ways. Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners? Um, yeah. Treat yourself right but avoid using avoid self-care using as an escape. Um, oh. You've got to, you've got to t- do self-care and it's self-care. most people I know don't care know enough for themselves in terms of the breaks, the singing, the designing in some joy in each day and not feeling guilty about it. If you want to watch Netflix for two hours, do that. You do your, whatever refreshes you and then notice how you can start to use self-care and indulgence that isn't helping us anymore. 
um, and finding uh, every your balance in each day. I think part of the art of living a switch on slash. Excellent. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much. You have shared great information. I'm so glad we're connected. Thank you. Me too. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.